Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're continuing through the catalog of cities that clearly spells out the borders of the land allocated to the tribe of Judah. And in yesterday's devotion, we covered uh, some of the southern cities. Now we're going to see some cities that are named that are sort of in the central part and then along the coastline um, of the land allocated to the tribe of Judah. And it's, again, it's even going to name, spoiler, uh, Gaza. Okay, this is so current. It's mind-blowing to me. Um, I thought this would be a difficult thing to teach, but like, wow, it just piles on proof upon proof that God gave Israel this land thousands of years ago. In the Judean foothills, Eshtael, Zorah, Ashna, Zenoah, Enganim, Tapua, Enam, Jarmuth, Adullam, Soko, Azekah, She'erim, uh, Adathim, Gadira, Gadirothayim, 14 cities with their settlements, Zenan, Hadasha, Migdalgad, Dilan, Mizpah, Jokthiel, Lachish, Bazkath, Eglon, Cabin, Laman, Chitlish, Gedaroth, Beth Dagon, right? This is a name, this is named after a Philistine god. This is this is the god, one of the gods that the people who currently live in Gaza used to worship back at this time. Now they're, now they're Muslims because Islam didn't exist for another 2,000 years later. Naama and Makeda, 16 cities with their settlements. Libna, Ether, Ashan, if, uh, Ifta, Ashna, Nezib, Kela, Achzib, Marashah, nine cities with their settlements. Ekron with its surrounding villages and settlements from Ekron to the sea. That's important. All the cities near Ashdod with their settlements, Ashdod with its surrounding villages and settlements, Gaza with its surrounding villages and settlements to the brook of Egypt and the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. This could not be any more clear. Here is our map, once again, used with permission from my friends at Lifeway. There is Gaza, there's Ashkelon, right? I think Ashdod was named in that list. Lachish was named. Eglon was named. So we're seeing now the cities named in the center of the land allocated to Judah and then going along uh, the coastline. And it clearly states that this was all to go all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. Modern day Gaza is around here. And it's on lands that were given by God to the tribe of Judah. Um you know, back when the book of Joshua was written, which could be anywhere from, uh, was it 1400 to 1440 BC? It is remarkable that there is even a, a chant that's making its way around through the free Palestine groups from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. And uh, to do this is to speak in direct opposition to the word of God that we just read. I know it's just a list of cities, but you can see patently, clearly, uh, that God had said, um, Ashdod with its surrounding villages and settlements, Gaza with its surrounding villages and settlements to the brook of Egypt and the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. God is the one who said this. From Ekron to the sea, all the cities near Ashdod with their settlements will belong to the people of God. 
That doesn't rhyme. It's not as catchy. It's the polar opposite of what's being chanted, but it's what's been published in the number one best-selling book of all time for uh, <laughs> since the beginning of printed books. In fact, this was literally the very first printed book. It's the word of God. So God is the one who has said that actually, uh, not only just from the river to the sea, but that all of this would belong to his people. There have always been Jews living here. Uh, even through the diaspora, there were some who remained. What uh, followed the fall of the, the, the Ottoman Empire was Great Britain taking on this land for a certain amount of time. Then, as Nazism rose, as Adolf Hitler tried to enact the theory of evolution as if it were a worldview to be employed, he viewed Jews as the least fit for survival in Darwinian terms. He made a list of preferred races, borrowing even then from the actual true title to Darwin's book. And he put Jews at the very bottom of the list. That was his evolutionary worldview, and he thought himself a champion of justice by slaughtering, in an historic act of genocide, six million Jews. What happened just over a week ago from the time of filming was the worst loss of Jewish life since the Holocaust. And this fall of the Ottoman Empire, leaving this land traditionally known as Palestine under the jurisdiction of Great Britain, uh, gave way to uh, the, the Oslo Accords and this, the, uh, the Balfour Declaration, rather. And this land was to become a sovereign Jewish nation state. That was determined. I mean, like, follow the end of World War I, and that's what was determined historically and signed and declared. On May 14th, 1948, the press secretary from the, uh, from the United States, uh, from the White House, President Truman's office declared that the, the United States would be aligned with the sovereign nation state of Israel. And the, the name Israel hadn't even been ascribed to it just yet. The Jewish people, under the leadership of a man named David Ben-Jurion, looked around and saw themselves on the very plot of land that uh, was promised to their forefathers in this text. And they knew that prophecy was being fulfilled. Joshua is not the only book that names this specific land. Ezekiel also gives the exact same borders. And... Uh, you know, those borders are not the current borders of Israel, by the way. There's even more land that God said would belong to his people. Uh, and it's around Israel right now, and it's currently being lived on by people who are not Israel. So, heads up. This is just what God's word said. And uh, as the people of the U.S. watched this unfold, having just been part of the Allied forces that delivered people from concentration camps, um, throughout Nazi Germany, uh, we knew what God's word said about those who bless Israel, that they would be blessed, and that those who curse Israel would be cursed. Now, this view is sometimes referred to as Zionism, and I, I think of it as a biblical worldview. I'm just believing God. I believe that God meant what he said. I believe the Bible's word, the word of God, and I'm betting not only my political stance on it. I'm betting my soul on it. I'm betting my marriage on it. I'm betting the way I raise my kids on it. I'm betting my whole life that God's word is the word of God. And so far, 
I mean, that's afforded me a lot of suffering, but it, really it's afforded me a front row seat to the truth. So what we're seeing unfold, and you know better than I do because I've filmed this before you're watching it, what we're seeing unfold um, is a global exhibition on whether or not you know we believe what's true. So this is land that God promised to his people with incredible specificity. He named exactly the piece of the promised land that should go to the tribe of Judah. And it's from the tribe of Judah and from their lands that we would get the Messiah one day. So this is what God has historically brought forth from the very plot of land that's under contention right now. God has more in store for this land. I believe God. I may be derided for this. At the time of filming, it's still pretty popular to support Israel, but as I predicted in yesterday's devotion, I think that's going to fade pretty quickly. And I think that as Israel does what is necessary, does what is retaliatory in nature, what is self-defense patently, is going to be reframed. And instead, those who did not instigate this fight will be framed as the perpetrators. And this is because of the enemy. This is because evil exists. And I believe that it exists spiritually, because again, I believe the word of God. Pray for peace in Israel. Uh, pray for the people of God there. Pray that God blesses Israel, because there is Old Testament chosen nation, and he's not done with them. Pray for people who, in full view of the truth of the word of God, and in the declarations being made full-throated against the word of God, that even though God is absolutely right to pour out his wrath on evil, that maybe, just maybe, he would have compassion, that he would bring revival despite all of this. Right there in the heart of Hamas, he's able to do it. I've seen him do it. I've led worship with a former jihadist who became a Christian pastor through an online ministry. I've also seen other jihadists in encrypted form, so I can't say it with total clarity, share with me that they had effectively given their lives to Christ and been baptized. So pray, 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 pray God-sized prayers for what's happening right now in the very land described in the text that we're studying together right now.